Hey everyone, and welcome to AOB. I'm Rob B with Rob D, and we've made the crazy decision to ask our team what they actually think of us. What you're going to learn is that superheroes within business don't exist, that some people's negatives can end up being other people's positives, and that we've got a very scary team member. So Rob, episode two of Any Other Business. Last week, we looked at our mistakes, and I feel like we're making another big one, because we somehow have agreed to allowing our team to tell us what they think of us, but we not know who said what, and we're going to find out live in this episode. Yeah. So I've got a pile of the... Well, I've got a pile of the best things about you, but it's boring. I've also got a pile of what people have said are the worst things about <laughs> you. And you've got mine, and we're going to... And it's a big pile. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to read them out. We've not seen them before. We're going to read them out live, react to them. And there's a purpose to this, right? We're not just doing this to beat ourselves up. I think, I think that was, was when, a we, purpose. <laughs> when we come up with the episode ideas, I'm sure we said there's a good reason for doing this. There's some kind I, of educational I'm struggling lesson. to find any reason why we're doing this that serves us anyway yeah maybe we'll get to that at the end i don't know we'll see if we can wrap this up with some kind of point for people to take away i really hope so because i think it's gonna be quite painful it is and don't worry we are going to start with the dirt i know you're here for the dirt we will get to the nice stuff for us at the end to try and build ourselves back up (laughs) but for everyone else it's the dirt okay and we well i say we i was a bit naughty leading (laughs) up to this because when it was put out on our team communications, like, hey, let, let us know what you think of the Robs, I thought, hmm, I wonder if I can get a sneak peek. <laughs> I can't believe you did this. So I went into Google Drive and started to search for what I thought the file could be called. Found it. <laughs> so I was like, oh, so naughty. And then I went in there and I opened the file up. But in Google, you can see who else is in the file at the same time as you. And I opened it up. And there was Tracy the second I opened it up. Our marketing manager, she's like, the, like walked into the room like she was there or something. And like, I've gone in the dock, there's Tracy. There's my name popped up. And I was like, <laughs> oh, crap. Like, ran out. Well, clicked off. And, and I was like, I felt such a thrill of being so naughty. It was like I'd broken into a warehouse or something. You didn't even feel bad about it. You, the whole concept of the episode is we discover live what people are saying about it. I know. Note for Tracy, better code next time. Yeah, need to hide it more. But luckily, I didn't spoil it. Well, I say luckily. Luckily for everyone watching, I didn't spoil it. So we'll start. Well, fine. In that case, because you've done that, I want to go first, reading out reading out the first bad thing that people said about you. Okay. And this is the first time you're seeing it as well. This is the first time I'm seeing it as well. The worst thing about Rob B has to be his jokes. <laughs> Oh my, they are painful. Ha ha. <laughs> I think there's a place for for dad jokes. And I told dad jokes before I was even a dad. I mean, that was my limit, you see. Like, that was my <laughs> comedy genius levels, which is, genius is probably not the right word to put with it, as you can clearly tell. Um, I think it's important to have fun in the business. There's a place for jokes, and that place is every Slack channel, every meeting. <laughs> Sometimes you have no need to bring up topics just so you can get a joke in yeah. that you've already thought of. We've done that in our other podcast as well. I've like covered a subject just because I've got a terrible pun I want to yeah. put in there. But I think um I think you're right. Like you've got to you've got to laugh, wouldn't you? We talked about our mistakes last time. And if you didn't laugh, 
you'd be you you'd cry. Yes. <laughs> That'd be a really weird podcast. Yeah. Us two just crying for thirty minutes. And business is meant to be fun. So you know, I'm I'm with you on the jokes. I'm not saying they're the great they're great jokes. They're not great jokes. But they, but I think it's important to have humour. Right. Enough on me. I want to get to your stuff. This is the good stuff. Worst thing about Rob D. Just a blank card. <laughs> no, I've got to read Tracy's writing. <laughs> Another worst thing about me is my reading, obviously. Um, he can be too quiet sometimes, which is a shame because I think many of us could learn a lot from him and his subject of knowledge, be marketing, anal- analytics, or writing books. You can be quiet. I can be quiet. We, our team, I hope these get nastier. No, this is, <laughs> that is far too kind. Um, but yeah, it's it's true. And I think it's difficult to find a balance of under-communicating, over-communicating, being overly dominant versus not. It's hard to get that right. And I'm sure I do get it wrong a lot of the time. Yes, you are quiet. But again, I'm going to support you. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think if people want your input, they can always ask. I always ask for it. I'd I don't see you as quiet because we talk a lot. And I do talk a lot as well, so that's probably why people think you're quiet. <laughs> I've given a free bad one. But yes, you are a bit quiet, but at least people want to hear more of you. And it's something you can work on. Yeah, and it's a nice. I think it's a nice thing about having a business partner because like, no one person is the perfect business person. We're far from perfect individually. As we're finding we're, out. <laughs> yeah. We're still far from perfect as a duo, as we discovered in the last episode. But it does mean that you can kind of like balance each other out a little bit. Okay, next. Worst thing about Rob B. Ooh, the fact that he doesn't get excited about a process or the smaller details. A guilty. I don't think that's bad. Um, I just think it's just not my strength. I think by trying to constantly focus on your weaknesses, I think is the wrong thing. I think you should compensate for them. And I do compensate for them by having a lot of people around me who are really good at that. And they enjoy it. Mm. So it's like, do your fun thing. And I'll do my fun thing. And I think that's in business. The sooner you can get to that position, and luckily in a scale up you can, when you start out, you have to do everything. You have to do all the stuff you're great at and all the stuff you're rubbish at until you can bring people in to help you. But once you get to sort of scale-up size, you can, if you're wise and make mistakes, but one thing we've done well is gone, okay, let's try and manufacture situations where we can spend a lot of our time doing the things we do best. I'm not quite there yet. I still have to do things that I'm okay at rather than best at, but... I've definitely had all the things that I'm rubbish at taken off me, and that would be one of them. I mean, you wouldn't want me to do that. No, I'm I'm with you. I think this is the whole point of building a team. Like you, the more people you've got, the more round it gets, and you get those process people and the big picture people. I think if you if you really decided you were going to have a big life transformation and become a process person, then you'd lose some of the big thinking and the ideas that have created what's so good about so much of the business so i'm with you i do see how it can be frustrating for other people in the team if they feel like their work is underappreciated or they're being roadblocked or something i don't think you do that but i can see how someone might feel like their role is not getting the recognition it needs because you're not because they go oh it's a wonderful process <laughs> step seven is fantastic another process <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i'll work on that <laughs> what can you work on Ooh, let's find out he keeps very quiet about his property portfolio we want to know if you're a millionaire please rob <laughs> <laughs> i want to know as well i can exclusively reveal on this podcast right now that i'm not going to tell you <laughs> um is that a 
bad thing? I don't know. Maybe people want for you to tell them how wealthy you are all the time. I think there's I personally would hate you to do that, but someone else might want that. It appears. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's plenty of people in the world who will very happily tell you about how wealthy they are or how wealthy they'd like you to think they are. I don't feel like the world needs any more of that. Maybe to demonstrate some credibility it would be helpful i don't know i'm i'm very happy to own up to my weaknesses but i'm not convinced about that no one. i'm gonna let you off i'm being nice it feels like i'm defending you but i think it's justified why is that even a metric of success in people's eyes like why i know they want to know about the property part and that was the first part they said but the money part well, why why does that make you a better person does that make you a better business person does that it it doesn't it's just it's just one metric amongst several and yes in business and in, if you build a property portfolio it's a metric that shows you've had some success but there are loads of others as well mm. loads of others good. so i'm with you good because we keep supporting each other <laughs> we the, do the pile isn't getting that much smaller remember it just helped you <laughs> <laughs> okay Worst thing about Robbie, that he actually thinks Liverpool are the best team in the world. With judgment like that, I question whether he should be involved in running Property Hub. We have an we have an office in Manchester, so <laughs> I understand why that's been put in. I will hunt you down, and they won't be here next week. No, I'm joking <laughs> because we don't know who it is. Um, that person was clearly drunk or misinformed, or I don't know because Liverpool are. I've. I have no comment to pass on that. Um, I will only comment that you tend. We have got fantasy football going on within the team, and I hear a lot about that when a certain person is top of the table, and then it goes quiet for months. It's a football season over. I don't really follow it. No, it just turns out someone's no, I'll just dropped down a few places. Yeah. I'm third at the moment, <laughs> which hurts me. So I'll criticise you on that, but yeah, the Liverpool point. Um, I'm glad this was anonymous. Otherwise, we might be losing an excellent employee. <laughs> <laughs> Next. He's difficult to read sometimes because he's so calm and considered. I wonder one day if he'll actually flip the switch and completely lose it. <laughs> I'm waiting for that day. Oh, I just amazing. want you to go mad one day. Like, Full ah! hot mode. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, I do think actually that is a legitimate um, weakness. I don't think it's important to be like ranting and raving all the time. Some people have got that as their style. Maybe it works for them. Um, I do think I go too far the other way. I don't necessarily I, I think i wouldn't say necessarily confrontation averse probably a bit to be fair but I definitely could do a better job of the of being excitable when things are going well and being more clear about when things are not going well and i do have i find myself having miscommunications with members of the team more than i'd like to and it's always easy to blame the other person. It's like, well, who's the constant in this? Clearly, I could. I need to bear responsibility for that. Yeah, I actually think this is something you can work on. Um, I I am also conflict averse, but I think you're a few levels further on. Yeah. And I think telling certain people sometimes that they're moving in the wrong direction or they're, they're making a mistake of some sort even if it may come across a little harsh, I think is actually serving them. Mm. Yeah, a little, little bit more fire be fun. Fiery Rob D, that'll be a good day. Yeah, I've not seen it yet. We've disagreed on stuff, and you, and you can have a perfectly good disagreement without people flying off the handle, because we don't do that. Yeah. We have good disagreements, and that's disagreements are important. But sometimes if someone's going too far the other way, I think sometimes you, know, you just have to go, no, actually... 
you've got that wrong or no, you need to stop. And luckily, we've got an amazing team and that we don't have to do those things very often. But it can also be, you know, a client or, you know, they could be going too far. You know, you mm. have lots of them. Some of them are going to not, you're not all going to be perfect like any human. Yeah. So I think it's hard to do. And it, I know it's because you're a nice guy. Um, so kind of a compliment in your negative. But I think I can understand why they've put that one. Yeah, I agree. Um, you can you can coach me on this now. We can take it out of the podcast if it's boring. But, <laughs> but I think it's easy for us to dis- have very open disagreements because there's a level of trust there, which is important. Mm. But also, we're on the same level. But if I'm talking to someone who, like, you know, I, we don't, we, neither of us really go for hierarchy, but like it or not, I am one of the founders of the business. So I find that harder to then, I feel like I need to pull myself back a bit and maybe be less direct than I'd otherwise be because I'm aware that there's this kind of power dynamic. Yeah, but I think, I mean, that can play out, but it can play out in other ways as well because then people don't challenge you back at all so challenging one way they may not challenge you back at all but you some because i'm probably a little bit more comfortable with challenging people i'll often say because of that dynamic go but please please tell me if i'm wrong like yeah. come back at me but i think you need to have the challenge in the first place to have the back and forward yeah. so i think otherwise it's just polite agreements mm-hmm. so i i agree you ha- but i think you just have to work harder at it yeah i think it's and for my version of it is to to say I think that's wrong or I think this idea could be a better way, but then acknowledging that oh I'm one of the founders, but please tell me if you see it as I'm wrong because yeah. I'm not going to be emotional about this. I just want the best idea or the best version of this scenario, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be mine. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's creating that safe space, and I think you know we haven't done that. I'm going to share this one with you. I think. We try, and it's something certainly I work on a lot, but I don't think we're still there yet. No, I agree. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay, worst thing about Rob B. Getting him to attend an event is like trying to lead a horse to water and make it drink. People want to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> I know people may struggle to believe this, but I'm only a mild extrovert. We've done different tests over the personality tests, and one of them was an introvert-extrovert test. And I think I came out 50%, 50-odd percent to extrovert. So while I may feel like I put myself out there and I'm, I'm quite bubbly, and at times I am, I also like my own space. I like quiet. I like a mix. And I can find events where lots of people want to talk to you quite overwhelming. Mm. I know people might not people are like what really but that's the truth i do because the focus is on you and i'm quite a private person and i also really struggle with praise and when people go and people will go oh i love that this or i love the business or i love the podcast and it's all lovely and it's my issue but i does i feel uncomfortable with it yeah and it is quite full-on when we do like a proper event because like everyone knows who you are and so every it's just like full on like as soon as you stop talking to one person there's someone else it's like yeah it's it's a lot um so i'll, I'll share in this one because i feel the same way should we push ourselves more to do it anyway probably but hey we're both like an early night <laughs> yeah, i do love an early night so yeah maybe just try a bit harder but to defend you and therefore us <laughs> um maybe it's healthy like we're clearly not in business for the ego like not purely anyway yeah 
No, I think you're right. I mean, I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's see. Next one for you is... <laughs> it's very similar. He does a disappearing act when we have social events. He's like a drunk friend on a night out that slips away when no one's looking. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, not a fan of elaborate goodbyes. Yeah. Um, Everyone, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think the quietness is a theme yeah. <laughs> throughout these, and I'm not going to deny any of them. But hey, I get to feel really smug at nine o'clock the next morning when I'm sort of on the train home feeling pretty good and everyone else is just getting to bed. So yeah. I, I, I should feel bad about it. I don't. I think it's any event, though, isn't it? Like any event, you'll just, right, I think I've been here long enough now. Let's go. Yeah. It's an introvert thing. I think it's like there's, for me, like an event has got a a time span there's a time when i can be actively engaging in, and enjoying it and after that i completely check out yeah okay so we just had to do a bit of an artful edit because we thought these were too kind yeah <laughs> like is, is this all we've got like we we want the mean things yeah i don't think they trusted the anonymity of the process <laughs> so i'm sure there will be let's see if this is oh we've got far thicker skin i mean the fact we're doing this show shows that we have True. so Although we've not read the YouTube comments yet. <laughs> if we want unfiltered honesty, that is the place to go. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure we'll get our fair share there. But let's see what's uh, what we've got next. This isn't even a bad one. It is relentless pursuit for constant improvement. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I'm too much of a perfectionist. <laughs> it's, like, it's like an interview, isn't it? Um, yeah. I mean, why is that? I don't understand. I mean, maybe I could see how maybe it's annoying in the moment if you've done a piece of work and you just want someone to go well done and you're going, well, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. Mm. But constant improvement is like, it's literally one of the core values of the business. Yeah. I, I don't apologize for it in its best sense. But I think there are, with anything, with any kind of plus point, there are potential downsides. And maybe sometimes... And I don't know if this is true. I'm just trying to think what where this may have come from. Maybe I don't praise enough. I like to think I do. I, I think certainly you don't. Do. Yeah. Okay. I think maybe a manifestation of it, which is both of us again, is like we both are terrible at celebrating. Personally, wins. we're awful at celebrating. We have to force ourselves then to make sure the team is celebrating because it's not fair that we're bad at it, mm. that everyone else should be, because everyone else should be really proud of what we've achieved. I think it's that dissatisfaction that we have on a personal level that it's like, well, what we were doing was a five out of 10. We've taken it to a nine out of 10, but now let's just reset that nine as being a five and go again. Mm-hmm. And I suppose it's that question of well, where's the satisfaction come from? But I actually think just the constant journey is the satisfaction yeah. rather than going, right, we're nine out of 10. And also you can then become complacent because you're nine out of 10. The market will soon say, well, that's an eight, that's a seven, that's a six. But actually... If you settle there, then at some point people are going to get better than you. Yeah, and that's the wonderful thing about business. That's how. That's why we're living in a world where everything is as great as it is for consumers. It's because no one's ever satisfied with how things are. And you, you were sort of happy calling a cab and it would turn up 10 minutes later. Now if it's more than two minutes and you had to press a button more than twice, like, what is this <laughs> rubbish? Um, but that's that's what it's all about. So yeah, I don't, I'm not going with that as a criticism at all. Okay, let's get another one for you. Okay. We don't get to spend as much time with him as we'd like. And I think this is a consequence of any growing business. I think you work in smaller teams anyway, so that's maybe part of it, that people don't get to interact with you as much with the things that you do. 
you spend a lot of time with the people you do work with. But as you grow a business, unfortunately, you can't spend as much time as you once did with others, mm. particularly if you start to specialize in different things. I've, and I'd like to do more of it. It's just, I, I always enjoy the interactions we have, especially one-on-one, -on -one, like a better one-on-one -on -one than in groups. And so whenever I have conversations like that, it's useful and enjoyable for me, at least, maybe for them, I don't know. But <laughs> it's, um... Oh God, he's here again. <laughs> <laughs> but it is difficult when you're growing a business because so much of your time, because like, especially with what we're working on now, it's so full on that you're just spending every minute doing the things that have to be done. So there's no time to, to oh, I'll call so-and-so to see how they're getting on. There's there's just none of that. And with being remote, as we have been more recently, that's even harder because even your kind of little casual five minutes in the kitchen here and there is just not there anymore. It's really hard. Like there are certain team members that I consider friends and you spend lots of time with them and you really enjoy their company. And then there's other people in the business now who are roughly 50 people. We don't know. Yeah. I, I know them a bit and, you know, it's not like I ignore them. Like, no, don't talk to me. But it's it's just that I don't really know much about them and probably therefore they don't know much about me and it, it'll be this, I'm sure it's exactly the same. And you partly have to accept it, but you also have to work at it as well to try and make sure you engage with others when you are in the office. Yeah. Been a bit harder recently, mm -hmm. lack of office time, but I suppose that's what you have to work harder at it. Yeah, so I fully accept that criticism. I think it, like you say, it's to an extent common to all businesses, but I think when you when you read that in line with some of the stuff that's been said about me being quieter, I think clearly that's, that's something I need to work harder on in general because I'm even, yeah, at times like this, I'm even more likely to kind of just be a name. <laughs> but who actually is this guy? <laughs> I've got one left for you. How many have you got for me? Just one. Okay, let's do it. He's never not lost a piece of paperwork that he's been told not to lose. He's never not lost a piece of paperwork he's been told not to lose. Basically, you've lost every bit of paperwork oh. <laughs> <laughs> you've ever been given. Um, I'm not great with paperwork. No. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> I've defended you on some of these. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Yeah. Um, I can defend you, though, because I think it's in general, it's very easy to get annoyed with people about some trait of themselves without realizing that that's just the offsetting part of some other trait that you really like. Mm. So if somebody is really, really great at ideas and big picture, they're just not going to be good at paperwork. They're not. And there's no point getting annoyed at them for that, because otherwise you wouldn't have the great bit. So I'm being far too nice, but yeah. I think it's, but I happen to think it's true. And it's the same in all relationships. Like you're never going to get someone who is exactly how you want them to be in every way. I want you next to me every time I get criticized. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's see if I can help you out with this one. This one's just a bit weird. <laughs> is that what it says? A bit weird. No, no, not you. <laughs> Um, he hasn't responded to my requests for him recording a reading of a bedtime story to listen to at night. That's uh, a bit scary. There's a reason I haven't responded <laughs> to that request. <laughs> um, okay. You do have a lovely voice, though. Um, thank you. I'm now quite scared because this is anonymous. I'm now a bit scared of everyone <laughs> in the business. So that's positive. <laughs> I think we should move on. Let's move on. Okay. Let's go through our favourite part of this episode. <laughs> that was everyone else's favourite part. This is ours. This is where we build ourselves back up. 
where we look at things that people like about us. Yeah. So the quest the question that was what, what is the worst thing. So the question was what is the best thing. Right. Okay. We're about to find out. For everyone else, this section will probably get edited far more than the section we've yeah, just done. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably talk for hours, but you'll probably only see five minutes. Yeah. Um, best thing. He's not one of those CEOs that hides behind a glass wall. He's always been approachable and continues to be, even now we've grown to over 50 members of staff. There you go. Thank you. Yes. I mean, I know I've said it's difficult, but I do work at trying to be approachable. I encourage it a lot. I say to people, you know, please do speak to me. Please do message me. I might not always be quick to get back to you, but I'll always get back to you. So it's something I've worked on. I think it's important. You know, you need to make yourself accessible. And I think it's worked, hence by the feedback, and that's really good. I'd hate ever, I'd hate, hate, hate it if I ever turned into, and I don't think I will, one of those all right, I'm going into my corner office people now. Mm. I don't have a desk in either office. Like I was one of those people sitting on the windowsill that we talked about in the last episode. So I've not got any desire to be that person, and, and I hope that continues. Agreed. I think it's more fun. Like, wouldn't want to be one of those business owners where everyone's a bit scared of you or whatever. Mm. And where's the fun in that? If you have to come to work and you just can't be normal with people. Yeah. Have you seen these arms? Why would they be scared of me? <laughs> <laughs> can't do anything. <laughs> okay. Let's go for yours. His door is always open and he makes time for anyone. So that kind of goes against one of the, the downsides ones. But again, I do think you are approachable and you never turn people away when they do approach you. No. So... Good to know it's working for some people, yeah. <laughs> not, if not everyone. All right, next. When I tell him I've made a mistake, he asks me what I've learned, what we can do differently, and often laughs about it. It makes it easy to admit when things haven't gone right and learn from the experience. That's a lovely one. That is lovely, and I'm really pleased that that's come across because that's the whole purpose. I mean, we've said partly we want to share the journey of, of what we're doing so people can learn, but also, as you could see from the first episode we did, we also want to say, you know, mistakes are okay. You learn from them. Like, if you continue to make the same mistake, then, okay, when are you going to learn? And we've been guilty of that as well. But most of the time, we, and most of the time, the team, when they make a mistake, they learn pretty quickly. Mm. And it's okay to make mistakes. If you're going to grow quickly, if you have a no mistakes culture, then people are going to hide mistakes and you're not going to grow as quickly because people won't take risks. Mm -hmm. So making mistakes is absolutely fine. In fact, it's to be expected. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's just unfortunately not natural for people to admit mistakes at work because I think most people have, even if it's their first job, they've kind of got this idea from other people that, you know, the workplace is brutal and mistakes get punished and things like that. So like, I think we actually have to work quite hard at encouraging people to be open. And then every time you do have one of those interactions where you respond well to someone making a mistake, that helps because they're more likely to admit the next one. But even, even now, like we have things where uh, I know someone's made a mistake and they're kind of like dancing around it or whatever. It's like, look, come on, we both know. It's what, In fact, I get more annoyed by that than, well, I'm clearly fine with the mistake. I get annoyed when I can tell someone's covered something up or is trying to cover something up. Yeah. Because I'm just like, why? For me, that shows you're not, self, you're not secure. And actually, to be fair to people who do that, you said about the workplace but actually you can say this 
back to childhood. Mm. You're often told, a lot of children are told, whether it's at home or certainly at school, don't do that, you've messed up here. Like, it's, it's mistake, 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 and often mistake punishment. Mm-hmm. Like, you've acted out of turn, detention, wherever it might be. And luckily, I must have ignored all of that through school because I got loads of <laughs> detentions. But I can understand why some people then become wired that way, that mistake equals punishment or mistake equals negative consequence. So I think even before the workplace, I think that's something that can play out. And I think as a society, if we got more comfortable with it, we'd be better. And I can even say this one step further. It's like like famous people or politicians, like we, we can build them up. But wow, as a culture, we love a mistake. But not, wow, they made a mistake. Now let's hope they learn from it. Like, wow, you've made a mistake. You imperfect human, like yeah. you loser, like what have you done? Like, if we're expecting politicians or famous people to be perfect, then I think something's dramatic, so wrong because they're not, because people are not perfect. So why do we have perfect expectations? It's a great point and it's going a bit off topic, but it leads to really, really bad places because if a politician especially has made a mistake, they can't admit to it and change course even if they want to, because they know they'll get in trouble. So they just have to double down on the thing that they've done wrong and just deny it, deny it. And it can lead to really bad outcomes. So bad outcomes. Like, how how great would it be if one day we could just have someone come along and go, yeah, made a mistake, and I'm going to learn from it, and you should be fine with that. Yeah. Like, almost tell people how to think about their yeah. mistakes, have that confidence. We haven't had them yet, but hopefully we will. Right, let's see what's next for you. He's always a calming influence. He seems to, have, he seems to be unflappable when others would have a meltdown. <laughs> So when shit hits the fan, their words, not mine, but it's true, you can always be honest with him as he nearly always has a solution or manages to see the bright side. Okay, so maybe that's the that's a positive flip side of not getting Hulk Rob. <laughs> yeah, and like you quite rightly pointed out before, if you have one quality, there's often, a, well, not often, nearly every time without exception, a balance. Mm-hmm. So there's something that some people have seen as a, downside to how you are but other people have seen the opposite the upside of what they get because of that downside mm-hmm. yeah so it's one of those things i think it's still it's still worth working on improvement areas where you can but recognizing that you know, it's, it's never all bad is it right let's see what we got next for you his analytical mind he asks questions before he shoots and i like that oh. i like that too rob Thank you, Rob, an anonymous person. That's very nice. But we, we've, I think we've talked a lot about the differences between people and uh, we um, we do like a, a strength survey during the hiring process, the hiring process, which we already acknowledge is so important. And the reason, one of the reasons for that is that you do get to see what people's natural tendencies are. And I think obviously everyone can try to be more analytical or more a big picture thinker or more process driven whatever you can always try but to an extent you are just like wired in a certain way and that happens to be the way that i am so great but that's just that's it but you need to build a team of people who do have these natural tendencies because you can't just try and cover all the bases yourself no you can't but you are very good at that and the quality of your questions allows people to unlock things or problems or ideas and I think that's why we work so well together on multiple levels. But one of them is you've asked really good questions, which will then help me unlock something. Cause I'm, you're creative as well, but I'm, I'm a bit of a hyper creative person. So it, it helps your questioning, our conversations help bring the best out of me. And that's a real skill. So there you go. You've got an extra one from me. <laughs> 
I want to jump in ahead here. You go. <laughs> okay. um, best thing about Robbie is how approachable he is. He's one Slack message away. Most people are shocked when I've told them that we speak at 9.41 every Monday and Friday and he answers any questions. Well, yeah, that's very nice. Kind of similar theme to what's been said before. But it appears I'm approachable, so that's nice. <laughs> Although not at events, so don't approach me there. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. <laughs> right, let's get on to your last one. I love how knowledgeable he is and the fact he's a digital nomad so can work from anywhere whenever he wants. Goal's right there. Well, uh, you haven't moved so much recently. Yeah, that's... Uh, unless you count across London. That's backfired a little bit. Um, but yeah, a knowledgeable, I don't know, I think being, or being able to say you've written books probably gives people the impression that you're more knowledgeable than you really are. But hey, it's nice to manage to give that impression anyway. No, it is. I mean, and I benefit from it as well because people sometimes think I wrote the books <laughs> and I don't correct them. <laughs> so I will share that knowledge. <laughs> okay, let's get on to the last one. Uh, oh, it's a nice place to finish. His positive attitude, no matter how bad a day gets in the office, apart from when he has a bad week at fantasy football, which is quite often at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I do have bad weeks at fantasy football quite often. Uh, but yeah, I am positive by nature. I think I'm very lucky that I'm wired that way. I used to, I do think there's a certain element of, of choice around your attitude, but I don't, but I, I've really shifted my thinking. I used to think that, why, well, why is not everyone else happy? Why, why is not everyone else choose a positive mindset? And I really have learned that actually, I'm just really fortunate that I seem to be wired that, if a negative situation comes around, I'll find a better solution. And I've actually, uh, going too deep, really come back to my childhood and think, well, was it certain things that happened? Then I've decided to be positive since. I think sometimes if you have some adversity, then you go, okay, well, it's not going to be that bad again. So everything else is easier now. So I think I am very lucky to be wired that way. But I do have bad days. And when I do have a bad day, I still try and be as upbeat as I can for everyone else because what version do they want to see? Well, most of the time, it's easier to interact with a positive person than a negative one. But I've also worked hard on developing my own tools um, to make sure that if I do have down days, which occasionally happen, that I work to get myself out of them as quickly as possible. And things like walking, meditation, stuff like mm -hmm. that really helps. Um, Practising gratitude. Because no matter how bad something is, you can always focus on the good things in your life. And you always have them. You know, really negative people will say, well, I've got nothing positive. But you absolutely have. Mm, yeah. Um, I think it's true that you are the, you're wired that way to some extent. But I also believe that you can work at it. And, you know, we talked a lot about compensating on your weaknesses and stuff. But I think that if there's one thing that's worth working at it's being positive and being happy mm. and i think you really can i think that you are so positive that it rubs off on other people and it has done on me it's like i think i've become better at kind of getting to that point of just framing things in a positive way and it's become a bit of a habit and once you develop that habit it just becomes second nature it's like this bad things happen but never mind here's a solution or oh but that just means we can do this and once you flip that switch you don't really go back and it's a brilliant place to be so yeah i think it is something that you can work at and that's really important to work at in business because Every day, if, you, if you're trying to do anything at all, every day is going to have a load of bad stuff in it. So I don't know if it's my positive nature, but that wasn't too bad. I'll take all of that. 
I've said I've had plenty worse said to me. Yeah, um, and to offset that positivity, I was kind of hoping it'd be more brutal, like to make it a better episode. Because <laughs> yeah, there's got to be worse than that. I mean, there is, without doubt, there's worse, and we just got a very nice team. But I think what's important for people to realise is to ignore all that nice stuff on us because we are flawed. Mm-hmm. We do have things that will annoy people, but we still have managed to grow a business. And again, it's that don't worry about being perfect. Be the best version of you that you can be. And you know what? You're going to stumble along the way. You're going to do things that you're like, oh, why did I do that? Or, you know, but learn from it and improve. And I think, again, people will look on social media and go, right, it needs to be perfect now. Or, wait a minute. I've got these few aspects of my life nailed down, but not these few. Like, like why Why has that person nailed everything? But they haven't. Mm. Nobody has. Nobody is good at everything. As we've said, you know, some of the negative things were counterbalanced by the positive things. And you will have negative things, but don't worry. There will be causes if you can't see them. Don't worry, you eventually will. That actually become positive because of those negative things or that lesson may change your behavior that you have moving forward so i think while that's a fun episode to record actually i think the lesson for me at least anyway is that besides our team being really nice is that actually you don't have to be perfect Mm. to be in business or to do anything well in life you just have to try and be the best version you can be and work at it and try to improve like you try to improve a business but don't set yourself a lofty goals of perfection because you're only ever going to be disappointed completely agree uh, one other thing as well i think as a lesson was there anything in there that surprised you any of the criticisms out of come out of the blue no that's important because it's, i think we're fairly self-aware like if we had to kind of guess what was going to be on those uh, we would have got close uh, there's nothing on there like why i can't believe people see me this way and um, but i think that's really important to to have some degree of self-awareness because then you know what you need to work on you know what to compensate for and you know where you people are going to be less likely to challenge you or some, something like that and that is so important and it's not necessarily easy to do if you're in a workplace and again it's that all oh, it's the founder's privilege you know being one of the founders you can get away with this but I do think that it's actually okay to advertise your weaknesses. Mm. I actually go on my way to laugh at myself at the things I'm rubbish at, just so no one will bring me a process <laughs> task or admin to do. Like I'll make everyone very aware through my bad jokes that I am no good at these things. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. it's okay. And if you can find yourself in an environment where you can actually broadcast to people and go, listen, I'm rubbish at these things, but really, really good at these. Mm. So load me up with this stuff. But if you're at, if you want a great job on these things, I'll try, but I might not be good at them. Like, don't get me wrong. If I had to do a process, I'd do one. It'd just be not that fun for me and probably wouldn't be the best version that you would expect. Um, but I'll work as hard as I can to try and do as much of these things, the good things. And in the work environment, whether you're running a business or part of one, if you can advertise your strengths and make people aware of your weaknesses, then they're only going to get the best out of you. 
Yeah. And I'd like to think even if you're an employee, you can still take that attitude. Maybe I'm being naive. I don't know. I've not really worked in one of these big corporate cutthroat environments. But I'd like to think if you are open and in that kind of way, then people will also like give you more of what you're good at and less of what you're not. I think it's something that we try to encourage. And we try to put people in roles where they do thrive. Yeah, again, not worked in a huge corporate environment. But I'd like to think that there's enough of them out there that would allow people to do that. And if they do, they're just going to have far better places to work. So, Rob, we've talked about our mistakes. We've talked about how our nice team think about us, although they're far too nice. And I'm really excited about going through this journey of documenting the business and how it's going to grow and sharing the mistakes on that journey. But I think it's going to be useful to spend at least one episode looking back of how we've got here, that startup phase, how did we get from zero to 50? What is that story? Because I know people will find that useful as well. Yeah. And we can even take it all the way back to where we first met, because that was <laughs> kind of a bizarre story in its own right. It really I'm, was. I'm sure there's some lessons in there as well. So yeah, we'll do that next time. Well, that is it for episode two of Any Other Business. Thank you so much for listening so early to this podcast in its life and giving us your support. It's support from people like you that have helped us make the property podcast into what it is. And we would absolutely love it if you would help us out with this new podcast by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening. They make such a difference in helping other people to discover podcasts and that is what we want people to do we want people to know about the reality of starting a business and to start one of their own so please do leave us a review and feel free to let us know about your own business in there as well again thank you so much for listening and we'll see you again next time 